This is Dina Fackless. This is Tim Robinson, and you're listening to Improv Nerd. That's improv, bitch. That's an imp- improv, bitch. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Improv nerds. Improv nerds. Improv nerds. Hi, I'm Jimmy Corain, host of Improv Nerd. Almost any night of the week, you can catch our next guest, Dina Fackles, doing a show at the I.O. From the all-women's improv group, Virgin Daiquiris, to Armando, to Stubbs. And when she's not performing, she's teaching and directing. Our other guest, Tim Robinson, is originally from Detroit. He's a member of the all-male team Cook County Social Club and is a former main stager at Second City. Despite their differences, they play together, and they join me on this episode of Improv Nerd. As we talked about why all male groups get Dina so mad, why she stopped whoring around, and Tim talks about being a skateboard kid and getting comfortable with being jealous. First of all, I want to thank you because Brad Morris, I want to thank both of you because this this is how the improv community works. Brad Morris was supposed to be here and he's filming something. I'm sure it's a movie or something because that kid's always working. Yeah, he's. You know, and uh, he couldn't do it. So then I contacted you and you had like, you said, you know, here are the people and you got right to work and you, you, you got Tim Robinson and Tim Robinson came. So I want to thank you yeah. both for doing this. Gina, how big was that list? I want to know where I was on that list. You were, you were, you number, were number one. one. Number and one. I, I'm not, we're not going to say names. You were number one. And I said, I, this is my first choice, Tim Robinson. And just so you know, I asked him if he was available to do it before you got back to me. Really? Uh-huh. I had that kind of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. Okay. But the thing is that you, you like, where did you get that, like, oh, let's, kind of that, let's put on a show. Okay, Brad didn't come through, so let's, where's that? I, I, I think improv is problem solving. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna go. That's gonna go on our, our best of when we yeah. we put together. It's problem solving, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Well, do, so <laughs> you use that in your in your life? Yes, absolutely. I, I dated this boy, and he told me I wasn't a problem solver. A boy or a man? A man. He was he was a boy. Now he's a man, of okay. course. All right. Two kids and a really nice. He's house. a man. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he was a boy when I was with him, and he said that I didn't have very good problem-solving skills, and I was like, this is all about to change. <laughs> and it did. All right, Dina, you grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, outside of Birmingham, and you said you were super emotional, super fat, and to cope, you tried to be the funniest. Tell us about this. Um, I, when we, my, actually, I grew up, my, fa- my parents are both from Chicago. Okay. And when, uh, my, when I was. Because you have a total Chicago accent. Right, right. And they do too. Uh-huh. My sister's the only Southern one among us. Okay. Like she stayed down South. She right. lives in Dallas now. But, um, anyway, I, when we moved to Tulsa, we lived in Tulsa for a year before Birmingham. I, I really missed home. I wasn't ready for it. I remember. I saved up to buy this IZOD suit for the first day of school in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was like, it was like 80 degrees out. And um, I, uh, for some reason, I just went to eating and I gained, I want to say, 93 pounds. <laughs> when what I, was your heaviest? I was, 
250 pounds. And you, I'll show you. I brought you a picture. Oh, really? Oh, this I know is great. it's not going to be. No, not for the podcast. But no, I we'll mean, put it on our Facebook. I'll describe it. For the yes, podcast. that would be great. <laughs> that was me. Okay, we're going to give Tim. He's going to describe it for the podcast. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't think I'd really have to do this. <laughs> uh, I'd say, uh, well, she was just telling me backstage that uh, she didn't have a lot of outfits, so she would change her outfits by just changing the scarf. So, why didn't you have a lot of outfits? I only had, my mom had to make my clothes. Okay, you were that fat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and plus I just didn't like a lot of my clothing options because you, if you go to like bigger clothing things like sections, they're usually for like women in their seventies, uh-huh. and I was sixteen. You know. Right. <laughs> so a house coat wouldn't be cool. No, I couldn't wear a house coat. So my mom, I, you know, in my. Yeah, I was, and there's a lot of black and gray, and my mom thought that wasn't appropriate for a girl my age. Mm-hmm. So she made, so it really was appropriate because they're slimming colors. But Tim, uh, the description. Well, I wanna, my favorite, my favorite part is the glasses, and I asked if she still had them, which are, which are like glasses that you'd see like a young like comedy nerd student wearing today which I doubt you were wearing them for ironic purposes. Oh no, I thought they looked great on me. Yeah, yeah. So they're just like really, really look, they look like the same uh, if I describe the listeners they look like the glasses that John Arbuckle the guy who owns Garfield wears. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to put that on the Facebook page yeah. too. Yeah, sure Arbuckle. You can have yeah. this, Jimmy. You absolutely yeah, yeah. can have this. Great. Um... My God, you really were a fat kid. I was a fat kid, too. Uh, do you still think of yourself as fat? Because I do. I, I was like 300 pounds. Oh, in yeah. I, I absolutely do. I, I mean, and I work out like crazy now. I do Pilates three times a week. I teach Zumba twice a week. I go to a Zumba class once a week. Okay. So I'm very dedicated to changing my body. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, I think I'm, I hope I'm better than that. But like, um, I know I am. <laughs> But yeah, you know. But I last year I just was like, I got to start loving myself, you know. And what? How do you do that? Because well, I don't. I well, it, it started out. out with me going on a real slut tear. Okay. And then meaning, <laughs> meaning what? Just I would go out one night and pick just, up guys. Okay. Yeah, just to in see the improv community. Just to see, yeah, all over the place. Okay. Guys that would wait, talk to me after shows. Um, guys that I was doing shows with. Not Tim, obviously. He's got a Mary, beautiful got kids. wife. Right, and you would I, never I do that. Him. You would not do that. Um, I, I tend to only be with men I don't respect. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so that was one, and then that wasn't working because I was like, that still feels empty. Right. So then I stopped doing that, and it all turned around. <laughs> Tim, you grew up in Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, outside. What, what suburb? Uh, uh, Clarkston. Clarkston. What was that like growing up in Detroit? Outside of Detroit, um, it was it was fun, man. I mean, like I grew up in not like what same town, like a town where high school football is king. One of those uh-huh. towns, and um, it was great. I grew up with a ton of brothers, so it was a uh, a lot of fighting and playing hockey outside and skateboarding and stuff like that. So uh, it was a pretty normal upbringing. Yeah, it's a nice area out there. Now um, I've interviewed you before, and this is like a total. I mean, the first time was with Cook County Social Club. Right. And I, I was a, a little afraid of you. I didn't know how to, to yeah, approach yeah, you. Yeah, you said you were intimidated. By I was intimidated. But, but I'll tell you something. We walked in together, uh-huh. and you were one of the, you're like the mayor of, of Piper's Alley here at Second City. <laughs> I, and it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody seems to like you. There's a, there's a kindness to you, but there's also this mischievous side to you. 
Did um, you get into a lot of trouble? When I you did were, get in a lot of trouble. Okay, give, yeah, but not like serious trouble. Like, uh, give I me an example. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, an example of something. Well, I skateboarded a ton, so that was. And I was a. I was a. Uh, you know, I was. As my grandma would say, I was a smart aleck. You know, uh-huh. I, have, I have a real sass mouth on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so did she like, say it like that, or she's like, oh, you got yeah, a real yeah, sass well, mouth? He's, he's sass mouth. Right. <laughs> Uh, another one, an agitator. Always right. call me an agitator. Right. Yeah, well, stay away from Timmy. He's an agitator. I used to get potty talk. You got a lot of... You don't need that potty talk. Or yeah. get out of the gutter. That's gutter Get out talk. of the gutter. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah. That's what you say to hobos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I can't... Yeah, yeah. 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 So, trouble. Uh, so, I, like, skateboarded a lot. So, I'd get in a lot of, like, you know, I'd get kicked out of places. And we'd be like, you know, fuck you. You know, and stuff like that. And just, like, swearing at old men. <laughs> Skateboarding mission. I can't even. I can't think of. A, I think like the biggest. Because I got suspended a lot. Did uh, you? I did get suspended. Okay. A lot. And and that was for just, for what? Ass mile. I mean. <laughs> Is that what they said on the... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, actually, you know, it's so funny you bring up, like, uh, thing, people saying something about you. Was it, Actually, a couple of years ago, this was the year after I got married, so not even when I was a kid. Okay. And I was living in a suburb of Detroit called Rochester, Michigan, and uh, and I was... we, Me and my brother and some friends went out, and we, we watched a, a football game, a Monday night football game, and I just... And it was a year... Uh, not a year, like, months after I got married, so I should be responsible at this point, <laughs> but I just get annihilated. And I'm like... Drunk. Out of your mind. Yeah, just drunk. And I'm walking home, and, and like I'm walking down the street, and there's this garbage can. I'm like, Rah! and I just <laughs> throw the garbage can to try and make my friends laugh because we were just like walking and talking, and how bizarre would it be? I was like, ah! <laughs> so I just throw it on the garbage can, and just two cops pull pull up pull up turn the corner, and they're like, hey, right there. I was like, fuck. All my friends, I mean, we're, we're pushing in our 30s at this point, are just running. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and, and my brother, like, stays there, and he's like, just leave him alone. He's drunk, too. He's like, just leave him alone. And these cops in Rochester are pieces of dog shit. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll hurt you, kind well, of. They're in, they're in, like, this, like, this small, they're in, like, a town. So they're the cops of the downtown Rochester, when there's, like, a Rochester Hills, which is bigger. So they only cover, like... Four or five blocks. Uh-huh. So if they see you doing something, they want to take. They that's action. You know, right. it's like action. So they uh, they like my brother. He was like, just leave him alone. They're like, you better back away, or we're going to arrest you. And then he's like, just leave him alone. And then they just throw him on the ground. They tase him with an electric dick. <laughs> with one of those like things that shoots in your body. Right. And I'm like sitting in the car just drunk, and I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm the one who threw down the garbage can. Right. But like so anyway, we spend the night in jail, me and my brother. And, and you're married at this point. Just got married. Okay. Yeah, so my friends had to go back to my house and be like, uh, Heather, uh, Tim's in jail. <laughs> and she's like, oh, what did I get myself into? And then, uh, but like my favorite part is I got the police report the next day. And it said that uh, I was jostling about. <laughs> we, we saw Mr. Robinson jostling about and then assault a city receptacle. <laughs> so it was like if the, the police report was written by Charles Dickens. Right. <laughs> Wait, can I? Yeah. Do you mind? So I heard a recent story. Now you have two kids right. and a wife. I heard that you got annihilated one night, bought a Snuggie, yeah. <laughs> and that your wife like woke you up the next day, you were asleeping. Well, the it was, the, yeah, it was super embarrassing. We, we, me, Sam, and uh, Sam and Sam and Pete got going out, we got really drunk. These are people all. who were the main they stage They were the cat. main stage, yeah. And so we, after a show, you did this? Yeah, yeah. And we bought 
we were like, let's get these Snuggies. So we all got them. <laughs> and we were like, we put them on at night. We were texting each other like, you got your Snuggie out? <laughs> yeah. So then I like just like, I get, I fall asleep on the couch. And my wife wakes up, comes look on the couch. And she's never seen me in a Snuggie before. <laughs> I'm just like hammered, dehydrated, and just in a onesie. <laughs> I'm like, a blanket in this thing. And she said the greatest thing to me. She's uh, my daughter's Penny. And she was uh, uh, really small at that age. She's like, you have the same outfit on as your infant daughter. <laughs> there is a picture on your Facebook page. Is it your son or someone? It's a, it's a boy, and you have a knife to their neck. <laughs> Can you tell us about that photo shoot? No, I can't. No, okay. <laughs> That's my nephew, Mason, who lives, still lives in the Detroit area. And he's just a fun kid, and I was messing around <laughs> I had a knife, and he, he's a fun, he thinks it's funny. I mean, he was playing along with it. I was, I have his hair, and he's like, ah. He's nine years old. Was it like, oh, I, I, we can make this better. Go in the kitchen and get a knife. Well, I was, I had like this, it's, it, the knife looks pretty real. But yeah, it does. It's plastic. Okay. And I was like stabbing my youngest uh, uh, nephew. <laughs> Parker, I was like stabbing him with it, and then finally, like I had, my wife had the camera just grabbed I was like, ah. See, I think what makes you such a, a fun performer is there's this kindness, and then there's this, this like I don't want to say violence, but there's there's almost like that danger element. But yeah. you know that you're not gonna hurt anybody. No, no, yeah, just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Dina, you come to Chicago in in 1993. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 94. I I got well, it's, it's your story. I just this, I just. I think it was 94. Okay, we'll say 94. Uh-huh. You, but you come to do an internship at the Court Theater Company, and if anyone doesn't know, it's a very classically trained oh, theater yeah. company. That falls through, and two years later, you're offered an internship here at Second City as a production assistant. What happens next? Then, um, it was, I just didn't have a lot to do, so they hired me in the box office. Mm-hmm. And I got this free improv class, and I had Martin DeMott, mm-hmm. this theater's named after, uh, for a teacher. And I thought it was really hard. And I was like, I'm not good at this. But th- you're saying this is hard, and you had majored in in, in, in theater. theater. Yeah, I just thought I was going to do classical theater. I am so lucky that I didn't. One, the type of people that do classical theater are awful, <laughs> <laughs> awful people. I, I've done a couple of plays here and there, but I, I just I fell in love with improv so hard. And Tina Fey was one of your early teachers. Mm-hmm. What did you? What was one thing you learned from Tina Fey? I think I. You know, Tina Fey was the first, because I had Sharna Did first, yeah, and then Miles, and Did neither one of them really laughed, but Tina brought, like, the sense of joy to the room, because uh-huh. she would laugh, and you finally felt valid, you know, like, I think, you know, I don't, I think that's so important that, like, especially when you're starting out, you're already a neurotic mess, you need people to, to make you feel good, you know, I, I really... I know it's hard to laugh in class sometimes. You mm-hmm. got some, I mean, you get some real suck balls. But like, <laughs> I, um, I really, I know, I, I really, but I, I think, you know, to see them succeed is so joyous anyway, you know. What do you think is the secret of Tina's success? Because, yeah. I think she works her butt off. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just read Bossy Pants. I, her approach to comedy is so, I'm so envious of it. What the is way her approach? Her mind, I, I, just the way she looks at the world and, mm-hmm. Her ability to make fun of herself. Tim, you came from Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, Second City, Detroit. Right. And everybody, everyone I talk to, there's such a loyalty from for, for you guys that 
did Second City in Detroit in that community. Yeah. What is the difference between, because everyone says there's a difference between Detroit Second City and Second City Chicago. What did you experience? Well, are you talking about material or just like it's coming up as in the system? I'm talking about material. Okay, well, when it was, you know, it changes because when I started, it was downtown Detroit. Uh -huh. And then it moved to the suburbs mm -hmm. of Detroit. And that's when it, it, the material suffered, in my opinion. Because when you're downtown, and, and, and just to answer this question first, of the, uh, when you're downtown, you could comment on the city because mm -hmm. you're in there. But when you move to the suburbs, you can't comment on people leaving the downtown area and going to the suburbs because you did the same thing. Right. So you, you just can't get away with being like, uh, you guys, you idiots were afraid of the city and left, you know, because right. they fucking did that and went to, you know, that's not why they left there, but it certainly seemed like that. It, but I would say the material was, I mean, we were out there and I wasn't there at the start of it, but uh, I was, uh, I was there like when like Keegan, Michael Key was on stage. Right. And uh, Margaret Exner and Antoine McKay, and it was like it was just a great time to be there. And I felt like uh, they were out there by themselves, like doing this, like with with not a ton of influence from Chicago, which is, was good and bad. But I think for the most part, it, it was good because they were just creating a style of improv and a style of writing sketch that met the needs of the audience that were there without selling themselves out and really commenting on the city and doing different styles, a lot of physical stuff. Which you're known for, I mean, on the main stage, you were by far one of the most physical performers there. Yeah, I, well, I think like a lot of, uh, like a, lo a lot of those audiences out there like to see physical stuff, you know, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of Detroit's full of blue collar people and stuff and they'd come out there and they'd wanna see you go out there and be fast and, and they, it's a lot faster out there because I mean, people's attention, they're not, it's not very cultural, you know, like their, atten <laughs> their attention spans, the people who came to the theater, attention spans, they would come over from Lions game. We would do shows for people who were painted Honolulu blue and silver, <laughs> like sitting there watching the show and you'd be like, they're not gonna sit there and, and watch you dissect a scene and be like, okay, how do we, uh, this, this relationship is really intricate and intense. <laughs> they want to see you slap a guy and be like, why'd you slap me? Right. <laughs> that's a great, I'm not that's a great. saying they're dumb because I still play that way that I played in Detroit. And, and, and like, so I'm not saying they're dumb people. I'm saying that it's, it's different. And it, it, Chicago has a real big history with comedy. And people come out there, they know what they're seeing. They're, they've come since they were kids. Detroit wasn't like that. They put it in there, and people came out to see the shows not knowing what to expect. How did you get involved in Second City? Uh, I started right out of uh, high school because I like uh, found out it was down there. I like was a big comedy nerd, and you know would watch Mr. Show and Kids in the Hall and stuff, and just wanted to get into sketch comedy. So uh, I uh, I found out a teacher told me a high school teacher, a middle school teacher told me that there was a. Like a shop teacher? Yeah, just like a shop guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, Don't go to college. Go to this, do this improv. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, when I, and I just went down there and saw shows all through high school. And then eventually when I got out of high school, I was like, I'm going to take classes here. So I started taking classes when I was like 19 years old and just kept doing it and doing it until it brought me out here. And he was in my touring company that I was directing. And I remember getting all these phone calls. He went on the first trip with them and they are like, they were all in love with Tim Robinson. They were like, we're, we love Angel Face. <laughs> that was your nickname? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now... <laughs> <laughs> You've said something. 
Dina, you said if you see another all-male group, you will you will get kind of angry. Yeah. What gets you? <laughs> what gets you so upset about this? I, I don't really. I I just if I don't it's if I see another one, it's like there already are so. And I'm sorry, Tim, because I know that you're Cook Tim and Tim Prov right now. Which yeah. I mean, you can't get into Tim Prov as a lady. It's you've got to be named Tim. So. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I get sad, you know, but you know what, I, I've recently kind of, um, I've figured this out in my head. I, my, the thing I tell myself to feel better about it is that like men are secretly all gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So expand on that, that, that theory. I think that. I don't know, like, I think about the women that I like to perform with, and I have crushes on all of them. I'm, okay. I'm a straight woman, uh-huh. um, but I, I have little crushes on all of right. them. And I think that, you know, I, and also I think about how Virgin Daiquiri came to be. Virgin Daiquiri, we were all out at a bar one night. And so I, Virgin Daiquiri, for people that don't know, is an oh, yeah. all-women's improv all, team at the... At I.O. At I.O. Yeah, and we it all came to pass because we were all at a at a bar at a bar one night, and I said I called Sharna, I drunk texted Sharna, can we do this show? And she said yes. Why not? Sure, you can do it. <laughs> and uh, and then you know we now this is our five year anniversary right now. So and I and I it's so much joy that I have. I get I think it's just jealousy probably and insecurity. You you wonder why are there so many all male? Are women not good enough? And I don't. I think there's so many great women coming up, you know. And it used to it used to just be a numbers thing. I think like, you know, I'd be I'd, there'd be four women out of a 20 person improv class, you know. Well, when I started IO, this is in the 80s, and I've said this story many times, and I feel like I'm a dinosaur when I say it, but it was true. If you had one woman on a team at IO, that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was hard just to get one woman on this. Yeah, on and the then in the ratio when I was coming up was like eight to two, eight males to two women. You know, what do you feel about all women improv teams? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's great. I mean, <laughs> I don't have an opinion. I mean, that's I just like funny people. Yeah. No matter what sex they are, I just want them to be funny. Um, we are about to play. I want to ask you one more question before we do that. You guys have played together before. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you adjust to playing with different styles? You're from a different generation. You're from Detroit, different generation. You play different, slightly different. How, how do you adjust to that? I, I feel like there wasn't an adjustment. I think there was just, I, I trusted Tim so much the first time we were on stage together that it just, I, I think trust is the key to everything. So Right. And I think it boils down to fun. Like I was just saying, like you just want people to be funny and Dina's a very funny person you can have fun with her on stage you can go up there and it's just about fucking around and having fun and if you're having fun then you're you're probably you know having a pretty good scene because you feel good in it yeah and right. the minute you're not having fun you're probably not like god I, I didn't have fun in that scene but that scene was fucking awesome yeah. it's never really gonna happen I don't think if it does I wanna know the secret alright let's have some fun Carrie we're gonna do some improvising <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Please. That's why we came over. We wanted you to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Eight. <laughs> 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 he's just being funny. What, is it eight or no? No, of course he's not. Said, he started to say, how did I guess it? And you said this, is it eight? <laughs> what? No, it's not AIDS. Do we look like, I, I feel like, I, I wish I, we looked yeah, like I we wish, get AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like AIDS people always look pretty good. Okay, yeah. another shot, another shot. All right, uh, but be serious. Yeah, okay, think don't about just, it. No joke guesses? No joke guesses. <laughs> okay, I'll lay off on the joke guesses. Uh, How does that smell? Before yeah. we go any further, what's the smell? I'm cooking goulash, man. <laughs> you guys want some? No. Because I'll give you some no. now before we my just family came over gets for here. a couple minutes to tell you this to get some help. Yeah, I know. I'm going to give you okay. guys some, but first let me guess the disease. <laughs> Is it a disease? I, I just did that. I, I fucked up. Is it a disease? It's a disease. Of course it's a disease, okay? Okay, what could have been? You guys are pregnant and have a baby or something? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> you know we can't have yeah. babies. Remember when we I guessed it? Yeah, I guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> last time you guys came over here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Guess number two. Age is off the table. That was a joke one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding about that. I'm always kidding about yeah. that. <laughs> Let me stir this. Yeah, cover it, you know. Let, uh, and you know, that was not a hint, okay? What, the covering? No, no yeah, the nauseous. Oh, nauseous. <laughs> uh, you know, I Are missed you that. Today? What? Are you yeah, high? you seem you, high. You a fucking cop? <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Maggie's in the hospital, so I'm going to put you with him. You're going to be his partner. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay, so you guys know the drill, right? You've got these four blocks. You've got these four blocks right here. These are your four blocks. Okay? So you take the four blocks and you do what you do. You make a difference. That's what you do. You make a difference. Make a difference, yeah. Okay, great. Is Maggie okay? Yeah. Maggie, Maggie, uh, Maggie wanted me to say hi. She's just rethinking. She's rethinking. <laughs> she's rethinking. She's, you know, I don't know. She shot that guy last week yeah. because she thought he pulled a gun on her. Yeah, I told her. I was yeah. like, he's got a gun! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, she now she's she's having a real, you know, she, you know, she's having an identity crisis. You, know, you, someone, you yeah. know how you guys felt when you shot the first person you weren't supposed to. I felt great. <laughs> he did. He did. We had a party. Oh, yeah. yeah. It felt real good, you know? Yeah, and then I came down after that. But I was on a high. I mean, it was I a high. We've yeah. all been on the high, but I don't think Maggie had the high. Never went to the high. That she got, she got she never got, and when you don't get the high, it usually means bye.
that was the thing. I was like, I should have, I got lazy, did not want to run to make, identify the weapon properly. You know what, if, if we could just give you a, a quick uh, fashion tip. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you, you, you've been looking a little rugged lately, so can we please suggest you take the life of a child? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like what I wanted to do is I wanted to have like flames on it. <laughs> it's like right here? Yeah, there's like flames on the okay. side right okay. here. Okay. Just like boom, like I'm shooting into hell. <laughs> I wanted to have a, I wanted to have an air thing in case I fucking come alive. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lever. It'll pop right open, yeah. and it'll, it'll shoot a lot of dirt off of you. Yeah, You're still going to get to climb out. That's great. I just want to make sure if I do come back to life, and I'm fucking up on this, I'm going to blast back to Earth. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking didn't kill me. <laughs> well, we, uh, that's no problem. I love the flames. I, I think that's, that's going to be amazing, because yeah. like usually funerals are very depressing. Yeah. No. So... That's another thing. I want uh, surround sound. <laughs> speakers. You want speakers in the surround sound sure. speakers sure. inside of it. Uh-huh. I want. I, listen. I want Die Hard Two on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ain't all loop in there. So when the people come up to say their condolences, I hear get the guy. Yeah, you motherfucker. So you guys, if you guys want to get in front of the mics, uh, I, we just need you guys to do the tagline for the movie. Yep. So oh, whenever you're ready, um, we're that's all. Everything else is. Can gold. we have the tea back here? Is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'll get. I'll yeah. Great. Is this so. goulash up for grabs? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that stuff. No, yeah, it's yeah, put it down. Well, you want to let the flavor escape. Okay, so we're going with the tag. Yeah, you're just saying the tag, and then you guys know how to do it. You guys did great. It's just that we need to get this. So, so from the top, or we just go a little bit from the, the mid, mid of the copy and then down to the tag? I would love it if you guys could, you guys could pick up mid-copy. Sure, that's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Whenever you guys are ready. Yep. yep, we're ready. Okay, and I'm going to point to you when I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I like, I'm going to point back that we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it, that wasn't it. Okay. Three, two... I like to say that just as a vocal one. He just he's warming up. Yeah. Okay, great, 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 great. Go on. We're rolling, we're rolling, we're fine, we're fine. One, three, two, one. Warming up. We go. Tell me one more. That does sound like one of the lines, though. 
Okay, we're uh, three, you know what? I'm gonna start a new take. I'm gonna start a new take. Are we okay. recording? We were, but we're not anymore. Uh, can you so. point to him, uh, to, to Cal? So I'm gonna point, point back to, so I can stop. I'm gonna point to Cal. Okay, and then Cal. when you, when I point, you guys are good to go. Well, you, you're the point. And to I'm gonna point back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge Rob. Yeah, yeah. Rob's gonna start talking. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> I love I love the way you guys are working. I love it. Okay, and three, two, one. <laughs> okay. In a small village outside of Kuwait, there was a small family called the Jordans. The Michael Jordans. <laughs> they moved from Chicago to relocate. To a place where they were considered small. This I'm summer... You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you are talking a little low. Do you know what I mean? You the microphone is low. I know the microphone is low. So you guys, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to heighten it. I'm doing it from the eyebrows down. Okay. I'm trying to put it into the reading. Okay, well, a little less eyebrows on this one. <laughs> okay. You're doing great, Rob. Thank you. If anybody's going to give me notes, it's going to be me. I'll I do it later. It. <laughs> in, a small in a small town in Kuwait, there was a family named the Jordans. The Michael Jordans! <laughs> basketball to the Middle East. This summer, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. <laughs> Space Jam 2, Desert. <laughs> What's that? I want you to give desert to rub. So, you so want I want three in a row. Space Jam 2! Desert to rub. <laughs> desert. Desert. Yeah, okay. And do three in a row of these for God. me. Can we just go from Space Jam? Is that fine? We're just going from Space Jam 2. Excellent. That's great. And wild, give me three. I want them all over the place. Absolutely. Okay, okay sure. Okay. And point. Oh, three, two, one. Space Jam 2! Desert! The best one. <laughs> Space Jam 2! Desert! Get with it! <laughs> I have to have the last one. Okay, here we go, so it's gonna be a little. How about this? Divide desert. So Space Jam 2, desert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to make this work. And you want me to know? She's giving you a note. Okay. You give, from now on, you give me notes, I'll give them to Rob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that's bullshit. Okay. You know what I would love? I'd love okay, to feel... Sure. Oh, check in with me. <laughs> that was bullshit. It was totally unprofessional. Understand? Okay. Okay. Are we cool? Rubby, we're always cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get through this, Rubby. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys, uh, also, if you could make it sound like you're further away. Point <laughs> fucking note. Okay? I know. I was giving it to Rub? Cal to okay. get to you, Rob. Cool. Rub? Uh, yeah. <laughs> With Lady Wands. Okay. So wants to sound like we're further away. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Why are you taking your side? <laughs> 
I'm just giving her the notes, bro. Okay. Okay. You guys, you know what? Okay, cool. I, I don't mean to be a pain, but this you is are, expensive. You are, it's too late. <laughs> Why don't you smooth it over? You got it. Okay. Yeah. My man Rob's going through a hard time. He just shot a kid. <laughs> Oh my god, that was fun. I had a great time. Did you have a good time? I did, yeah, it was very fun. Um, it was much different than the last time I played with Cook County. Can I share my experience? Sure, with, absolutely. I, it was kind of new in the run of the show. And you guys are such a tight group. And so quick, I just felt so left out. Now, what could I have done to f feel more a part of Cook County? Because when you... Wow, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know, like... Um... Well, I'd have to know like what you just felt like we were like we were playing too fast or way we... too fast for me. Uh-huh. Here I felt we were more uh, right, right. listening and slowing and taking some emotional stuff. Cook County I'm blown away by you guys. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's like we just play games really really hard and really really fast. It's our thing of like if a game pops up, we all jam pile on it and play it. And we've been playing together a long time. So, whenever Whenever some, we see like a scenic game like that, we'll, we'll all play it really, really fast and hard. So mm -hmm. like that's, I mean, we focus on that a ton, and that's what's super fun for us to do. So maybe that, I mean, maybe that's what we were doing. We were just jam piling. Well, I also, I mean, I, you guys are like the cool kids. I mean, even though I'm 48, I felt like I really wanted to be accepted by the cool kids. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll just own that. Cause you're you guys, in, man. You're in. <laughs> thanks. thanks. Um, let's talk about what we just did. All right? First scene. Don't remember it. Don't remember it all? <laughs> I never remember shows after they happen. Are you serious? That's how so, in the moment I am. So, okay, if we were done... Oh, yeah, that first scene. I do remember Okay, well, okay. <laughs> the disease. Okay. A lot I, of fun. Yeah, real fun. Really great POV on his part. Meaning? Point of view. Okay. <laughs> um, I just thought that, like, him just... have He just wanted to have fun. You know, and we knew who he was right away. Mm -hmm. We um, we knew that we were close to him. You know. Well, there's something, but like you know, the gift of like saying like, uh, "Oh, that was a joke answer." <laughs> like that's such, such a great thing for someone to take as a a real gift as an improviser. Be like, "Oh, okay." In serious situation, this guy gives joke answers. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that was really really nice. I had no idea what the disease was. I didn't either, but it I, didn't matter after a I while. I was waiting for him to guess like a big money one and then run, run with it. Right. right, right. I, I felt in that, that I was giving too much information because I was lost. I didn't know. How, you know, I was like, "Oh, let's call him cat or what's." you know, set some history up and stuff like that. And I noticed the newer generation of improviser, in, in, and I'm including you in that too as well, because you play with so many new improvisers, that they don't do that as much. Like that, you know, like giving that kind of information. Is that, is that would you say that's true? Or? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there, there's always people that do, and there's, I just feel like it's always been kind of a split. Okay. You know, I, I think, you know, as a teacher we stress, hey, 
you know, it, it doesn't have to be exposition-y 9,000. Like, it doesn't have to be like, Dr. Miller, so nice to be at your palatial home in South Carolina right now. <laughs> like, we don't want them to do that, you know? But So we stress, like, it's more about, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, second scene was the, the cop scene, right? Yeah, that was my favorite. Okay, why was that your favorite? Because you guys were ridiculous. In it. <laughs> I loved your characters in it. It was okay. really fun for me, and it was really fun that we found that game of killing the people that weren't supposed to be killed. Right. <laughs> I was just following you, basically. What I like about it, there's got to be truth in like a, a reaction to the first time a cop kills someone. Like I mm-hmm. imagine there is a, maybe a high if you're a psychopath. Yeah. And then, and also, there's got to be like a period where you're like, even if the person was threatening somebody's life or your life. You took somebody's life. Now, it obviously wouldn't be as cartoonish as, like, you know, you get a nice glow when you have to kill somebody. But I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm certain that that's a real thing. If you I mean, yeah, and like, plus, I don't know if anybody watches SVU, but that's what happened to Elliot. Like he, <laughs> he didn't go on a high. He's no longer with the squad. Oh, he he quit. He quit because I think he there was a questionable shooting. Really? I gotta be honest, I can't watch that show in its entirety anymore, so I'm not giving full information okay. right now. So if you're listening or, or here in the audience, that's not... He's not on this season, though. Okay. So but, he's gone, but they, did they explain it? Yeah, he, they just, he's not coming back. That, that's all they say. Like, I didn't watch the end of last season. I know that they've got, like, you know they always have the real hot women that they add. I don't watch those. Yeah. I... Well, they added, like, this hot southern woman, and then they added this guy that used to be on Cold Case. <laughs> to compensate for the loss of stable, yeah, yeah stable, yeah. All right, then, then what was the next scene we did? Do you remember? Then we did the 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 funeral. The oh yeah, tiny coffin. Okay, where'd that idea come from? Well, we dead were talking kids, dead probably. kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were talking dead kids, so I was like, let's make it as real okay. as possible. Talking dead kids. And then <laughs> you, my new public access, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, but the thing is that's great about you is you've got that edge, but you're, it's such a sweetness and kindness to it. It's like, oh, okay, dead kids, I can buy it. Yeah. Um, and, then I, and then we went into the, the deer devil, right, the deer devil. And where'd that come out of? Well, because he said custom, 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 custom coffins. So I just think that's hilarious of someone, like, designing their own coffin. I mean, especially, like, I mean, that's, you're never going to, I saw, I think I was going down, like, uh, Addison or something saw someone with a Cubs coffin or General <laughs> Malley had a picture of it or something but it was a Cubs coffin I'm like why do you have that it's going to get buried and that's it man <laughs> no one's going to see that again and then the final scene oh I had to do a voiceover see what you okay. guys <laughs> they're one of my trademarks I it love, is a voiceover scene I love what, what is it about that you love a voice I love it because I just love hearing you guys go with the same line of dialogue. <laughs> it's always funny to me. I don't know why. I love Is doing it. Because I'll tell you something. During that scene, I was getting like, hmm, I'm having like, Dina's now my mom. I'm getting really pissed <laughs> off at my mom. And I'm wondering if for you, it's like, okay, I've got these guys. I'm in a controlling position. Is, do you think there's any truth to that? Well, yeah, but I felt like I didn't. I knew I was going to lose control. I, I always know that in those voiceovers, I'm always going to lose control of the two of you because just by having two of you in there and me, I'm always going to lose control. 
Okay. You know, because like we did one, I want to say you said it with me and Andy, and didn't yeah. we do a ridiculous voiceover scene? I feel like it was half the show. Right, right. Yeah, it was just us. I could do an all voiceover show. <laughs> I think that could be in form. <laughs> it's yeah. just called the VO. The voice, the VO. All right, we have got. Uh, <laughs> I just did a VO. Yeah, great. Um, We've got some, they want to ask some questions, so uh, either about what we just did or about you guys personally, so we'll just turn the house lights up, and uh, let's uh, get some questions for uh, Dina and Tim. Yes? Um, as supervisors, what do you feel is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness? Dina, your biggest strength? Uh, I think my strength is how much I love it. Okay, Can weakness? Weakness is definitely doubting myself. Mm-hmm. Tim. Uh, wow. Um, I would say weakness is the same thing of like just uh, it, it, I think like once they make a choice and, it, and it's not a good choice and it doesn't further anything, I'll sometimes get in my head instantly of like, fuck, I screwed that. And instead of like getting back on track and just being in the moment, I'm thinking about how I messed up or how I... I did something that I feel uh, halted things or slowed things down, and I'll start to think about that in the scene and break myself out of the moment. Um, And I think uh, strength would be, uh, uh, I would think it would just be, I think it's, you said love it. I think it's, like, I keep coming back to this. It's like, I I really, really like to have fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when when things are going the best for me, it's when I'm really in the mood to, to have fun. And so I think, like, just being... Uh, treating it like I'm fucking... And I do feel like, I, I always, whenever I describe Tim to other people, I'm like, that kid is magical. <laughs> <laughs> I always, and it's my consistent well, word. Nice. It's my consistent word across the board. I always say, like, playing with Tim is magical. Like, it is so fun. It is undeniably fun. How is it different than playing with Tim, Brad Morris, Andy Sinclair? All great improvisers. What's the what's the difference? I feel like oh, this is awful. I'm gonna. Um, That's recording. I know. So get ready for this, Andy Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> Tim. Oh God, I'm gonna say it. Tim shares the cookie a little bit more. Okay. Like Tim will let you have your moment. Okay. And Andy loves Andy's. Basic. When we did our show, the form was Andy trying to embarrass me or terrorize me <laughs> for 25 minutes. Did you ever sleep with him? No. Nope. Okay. I'm just. I'm no, just, but I I'm did. your chair. I just wanted to know. No, we're we're brother and sister. But I did kiss a boy that everybody thought was him. Afterwards, he looked so much like him. And I didn't even think about it until afterwards. And all these people were like, "I can't believe you made out with Andy Sinclair at that party." And I was like. I did? <laughs> like, I was like, no, I didn't. And then I realized it was a guy that looked just like him. <laughs> uh, let's get some more questions. Yes? Um, mine's for Tim. Uh, when you were first coming up and stuff, uh, you obviously made a lot of like, uh, big, uh, almost ridiculous choices mm-hmm. that are awesome. Uh, was that something you did early on? And if so, was it like met with a lot of resistance from like teachers and stuff? Huh. Um, wow. I don't know. Like, I... I I think I've, I didn't like, it's not a conscious choice to like make anything ridiculous, you know, like I think that I'm just making a choice and sometimes it's, it's pretty big and and out there and like, but I never got any notes, like I never got anything from teachers, like I even got like one, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, 
he one time like he would actually he would like um, he would even like he would give me non notes to a fault to where like he one time was like he, I he I was doing this scene he was like your your secret in the scene is just to interrupt everything that's going on and everybody had a secret that they had we had to do a scene and then everybody's got a secret I killed someone and like and at the end the audience guesses how did they show the secret not tell it. Well, like, nobody got to do anything in the scene because anytime they talked, I was like, ah! <laughs> and the fucking class was furious. Like, the people I was up there with were like, like well, what were they singing? I'm like, we don't know because they didn't get anything out. And, like, and then Keegan, instead of being, you know, it, like, he was just like, uh, but he, that was, that buddy, that was his thing. He was supposed to interrupt you guys and he didn't. <laughs> and so, like, I got, like, I got a free. <laughs> I got a free pass because Keegan was like he thought it was funny so then he was just like sorry <laughs> but like really I probably should have been like oh, I'll interrupt I'll, you know, I'll pick and choose where I'm going to interrupt and like then I'll get that out there so did he because when I talked with him at Second City he would show up Keegan Michael Key from uh-huh. uh, uh, Key and Peel he would show up and I, I couldn't believe this he would show up like in nice pants a tie shoe r- really nice shoes like he was I mean, it was amazing. Did, in Detroit, was he like that? Yeah, yeah, he was. Like he, well, I can't remember really. I think I remember. He, like in Detroit, he was like, you know, his hair is so short now. In Detroit, he used to wear what we used to call comedy hair, uh-huh. where he'd like grow it out super big, and it would just look crazy and hilarious. And so he had comedy hair, and I remember just like looking at that all the time. He was, he's a hero of mine. Like I, I, I adore him, and I think he's fantastic. Yeah, we just actually interviewed him, and there, he has not changed at all. I mean, no, he's got yeah. such positive energy. He's a very, very, um, very, very good person. Yeah, very nice person. Yeah. and a born again Christian. A lot of people don't That's know right. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, Tim, so you. <laughs> You've done main stage here. Uh, you're on top of the world in Cook County. What, what's next for you? Uh, I well, I don't. Well, we're, we're, I'm working with the guys of Cook County on like uh, all sorts of projects for like we're trying to uh, sell TV shows and stuff. So we had the pilot with Comedy Central. My bands did had a pilot presentation with Comedy Central that we were really really happy with. But unfortunately, didn't didn't go further. So, and now we're working on another thing, another project that we're we're pitching around to places, and then already pitched it to places to see if we can get something going there. So that's what we're focusing on a lot of that stuff. And like the my man's thing uh, that we did, we like you know we feel real great about it, and we have that now. So even though it didn't get picked up, can we, people watch your? Initial? It's not uh, the the initial one or the one we just shot. The, the, yeah, either one. The first one you can get. It's on it's Vimeo. It's so good. And yeah, then, it yeah. really is. It's, it's oh, really good. The Comedy Central one, I think, will will be out. I think we're going to put it on the internet soon. Okay. I don't know when. Okay, Dina, I want to. You are like an, an elder statesman uh, of of improv, <laughs> elder person of improv, and you've been around a long time. You teach. You direct. You're. You produce, you write, you do all this stuff. What do you think your contribution to, to the improv community is? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Lately I've been really, real negative. Um, what are you <laughs> negative about? Um, I hope, I, I think I get a lot of joy out of trying, right now my focus is teaching. I get a, a lot of joy when my students unlock their problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm very committed to helping them figure that out. And you so, say your style has changed over the years. You're my teaching. style has changed. Yeah, my style. Well, I'm, I've just learned. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned so much as an improviser by 
watching people like you guys. And, mm -hmm. you know, you were one of the first per people I watched and um, watching Tim now. And, and I just have learned so much and it's applying that knowledge. And I, I, I don't know if it will ever end that I'll stop learning. I, I kind of hope it doesn't. But I... People say that, uh, you know, you, I'm always learning in this, I'm always learning this. But what is that in terms of tangible terms? What does that mean? I think it's looking at people without jealousy. Like, I feel like now I... <laughs> I haven't been learning for years. <laughs> well, I get... I don't... I, it's like a proud jealousy. Like, I... It's like a, like a happy jealousy. Like, for instance, on Monday nights, I get to do Armando with Paul Grandi and... Just great improviser. Yeah, and TJ and Noah. Noah. And I learn an F-load by watching them. I, I get to do Virgin with, like, Emily Wilson, who, I, I mean, like, her fearlessness is intimidating to me. Like, because she, she... I've really tried to, you know, grasp... Like, Beth Maluski, Sue Salvi, Amanda Blake Davis, like... I just have had been very fortunate and to be able to watch them and, and see what their things are. I was very, I was not a very character driven improviser before, but I feel so much more freedom now. And I think it's just because I stopped watching going, why are they better than me? And stop, started watching going, why are they better than me? <laughs> but you know what, Gina? I, this is what I think. I think you, we're, we're all jealous. And if we admit it, we're that much better off. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. This solo one, so I still watch with jealousy. It's just a different kind. Right. I mean, I'm jealous of Tina Fey. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, but I can admit it. I'm very jealous of her body. Yeah. Like, and, she really, she really turned it she around. Was, yeah, well, because <laughs> describe how she, describe how she was when she was in Chicago. So people know. She wasn't, know. I, I never thought of Tina as big until she lost all that weight. Right. But I she never, wasn't the sex pot she is today. She's like, yeah, she's Hot fuck city. Right. <laughs> Do you ever get jealous? Absolutely. I think, yeah, absolutely. Everybody gets... I think it's like a, when you see something good, your, your first thing, your, your initial thing is like, oh, why didn't I think of that or something like that? And then you go and then you, and you learn from it and you're like, that was great. And it's, it's, it, it, it's there in everybody. I think you see something, it's so good. And you're, and you're jealousy and you're... And you're uh, for me, it's why didn't I think of that? That's so fucking good. Why didn't I think of that? And yeah. It's, that, yeah, but I mean, it's good. It's it, I'm saying like that's I like to hear you say that about like you. It's it's a good, it's a healthy thing to be jealous like that as long as you acknowledge it and and get through it and and it doesn't uh, push you or, or make you make affect your choices. Yeah, in life. I I just saw Joe Scott's one woman show and it's open. Who's that? Joe Scott. She's like my mentee. Okay, I'm her mentor. Okay, and uh, I've always felt like that. I, we've just always been super close. And I saw her one woman show and she did this sketch where she was a grandmother. Like they were thinking about putting her in an old people's home and getting a dog. So she did a PowerPoint presentation of why they should keep her and not get a That's dog. Fantastic. And it was. I was so jealous and proud at the same time for that exact... I was like, why? And she told me... We walked together sometimes on the lake. She told me about it. I was like, that sounds like a pile of shit. And then, <laughs> and then I saw it and it was... So, I mean, I dismissed it. I didn't even comment on it. It was that beneath me. And, 
And then she did it. She also did this like hilarious, and I'm not remaining anything because she's doing a new sketch show, but she did this hilarious uh, sketch where she's talking about now, like she's an old, she's an older woman and she's talking about now and she's like, yes, when I was young, you know a, me a man was courting you because he would put his hard dick on your back. At a club. <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, of course, that's the way we're going to look at today now. It's great. That's how I met your father. He put his hard dick on my back. Great. And I think, I think that's a great way to end up. <laughs> I think it's an old Irish blessing. And may the wind be beneath your wings and a hard dick on your back. All right. Tim Robinson, Dina Fackles, thank you so much for being thank a guest you. on Improv Man. What a great stay there, stay there. We're not done yet. Hold it one second. I want to thank our guests, Dina Fackless of Virgin Daiquiris and Tim Robinson of Cook County Social Club. And if you're ever in Chicago and want to see these two perform, go to the I.O. website at ioimprov.com. And you can check us out on Facebook, on Improv Nerd. And please, please, please like us. And for more information on Artist Low Comedy Classes, go to jimmycarain.com. I want to thank my producer, as always, Ben Caprero, and the good folks at the Second City in Chicago. And until next time, remember, walk, don't run. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's, like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And my, uh, and my, my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. People. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My, uh. my <laughs> <laughs>